Okay, so there you are. You're on this fire, what, two summers ago in Idaho? And what did you, you had a tender and some other resources. Take it from there. <laughs> so I was, well, I was banished actually to Division Siberia, which is not an uncommon occurrence for me, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Division Siberia, okay. <laughs> We've all been there. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had uh, I had a, uh, a whole handful of resources. I think I had a couple Type Two crews and um, some engines. It was the heel of the fire, um, and um, one water tender at the time. And um, Con- I co- contract water tender. Yeah, or? actually, everybody, everybody there. Um, I was work. Everybody on that division was um, contracted, to, including the Type Two crews. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm taking over the division f- for a division supervisor that had gotten sick and had to leave Demo fairly rapidly, and so I'm just trying to get acquainted. It was almost like at briefing that morning. Hey, we need you to go do. So I'm just trying to figure things out. Classic. Hey, we'll go out and see see what we got when you get out there. And asking people, hey, what what were you doing the day before? And <laughs> we've all done this, where it's just like in in place of a plan. I just tell people, hey, just okay, just keep doing what you were doing until I figure out <laughs> what I want to do. Yep. Um, Typical part of transitions, it seems like. Exactly. Um, which I've now since learned, like, it's actually, I don't do that anymore. I, I, I try and come up with my own plan, even if it means uh, losing some time. But anyway, as water tender, um, I'm going through asking everybody, and, and the operator's standing there, and uh, I said, hey, so w- what have you been doing? He said, well, I've been going up and filling this folded tank, and then, um, and then sitting up there and then waiting until the end of the day and coming down and uh, doing dust abatement on the road before the division leaves. And I said, okay, we'll keep, just go ahead and do that again. Um, not thinking anything of it. But the look that this operator gave me and the hesitation I saw really made me pause. And, um, and he started to walk away, actually. And I was like, hey, whoa, whoa, what, what's up, man? What's, what's, what's going on? Um, and he said, no, you know, no, no big deal. And, and, uh, and, and we had this back and forth for a little bit. And eventually I just said, hey, um, why don't we jump in my truck and take a ride up the road just to, just to see? And then he said, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that's great. You hadn't been up there yet, right? No, I hadn't even been up there yet. Um, and so he jumped at the... The chance we we got in the truck and you know just small talk where he'd been and it turns out he'd been a hot shot and um, knew some of the same folks and stuff like that. But anyway, we get up there and we're headed out there and he's and right away he jumps and he goes right there. See that? See that spot? Okay, I gotta be that guy real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Travis is right in the middle of a great story. He was waving his arms around, super animated kind of a big deal moment in his uh, kind of young division supervisor life uh, from a couple summers ago. 
And it sucks that I had to just kind of jump in here real quick, but uh, I just realized I haven't even told you what you're listening to yet. I think we have to do that. I think the FCC makes us do that. If not, I'm doing it anyways. This, of course, is the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center podcast. My name is Alex Victora, and the other guy you've been hearing from is, of course, Travis Dotson. We work together here in Tucson, Arizona at the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center. And we're talking to you today about something we call around here the Contractor's Dilemma. Let's get back to Travis's story here. Travis was right in the middle of telling us a story about uh, a division he was on a couple summers ago and, and an interaction he had with a contract um, tender operator. And this guy had some concerns about a mission, and he and Travis jumped in uh, Travis's truck, his div soup truck, and they drove up the road and uh, had a look at what, uh, what the tender operator was concerned about. Okay, so here's Travis. That's why I don't want to drive this road. Um, and it was this, it was a dip in the road combined with, it was a dip on the downhill side with a rock out on the, on the uphill side that just, you can see if you think about it, would really rock uh, a tender over to one side and loaded that just it made it a super bad road. And that, that makes perfect sense. But what intrigued me about it was why didn't he just say that? Right. Why not just... He knew there was an issue. Yeah. He'd been up there a bunch of times. Why didn't he just... He saw something. Why didn't he say something? <laughs> yeah. If you see something, say something. That's... Um, that's another issue. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> another discussion for another day. That whole uh, concept. But yeah. That, that's part of this discussion here, though, with this contractor, right? Is, absolutely. And then, of course, then I was there for the rest of the, the tour and uh, got to talking with him, got to know him, got to hear lots of great stories. And we talked about this dilemma that this that that and it was just it was so surprising to me that I had never thought of it before but as a a contractor that evaluation is so crucial yep the evaluation you you were going to do an evaluation yeah he had to get one right there's not a choice Mm -hmm. he's gonna get an evaluation and having he's had experiences where bringing up a concern results in a bad evaluation so that's just part of his memory yeah right? he's got a he's got a slide in the slide deck for what happens when you you voice up a safety concern yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and obviously that can be abused but but so he's just got an extra layer of concern whereas a, a you know a federal water tender they could look at me and just go no mm-hmm. because of this and there's 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 no consequence they just don't have to worry about it and it's not not like i think it was going to be confrontational in any way they just don't have to worry about that Mm -hmm. they can just very easily say no man that's a sketchy road sure um and depending on who it is they're talking to that might be great and it might end up being confrontational but they don't have to worry about it sure because they're going to get the next role they're going to get the next call probably not going to get an evaluation right um so yeah i mean it was a great a great lesson for me and i just started thinking about not only a contractor's dilemma but all all the different entities that we interact with in fire and the um (laughs) the kind of the the federal folks in wildland fire are the are the driving force and we tend to 
think of things only from our perspective. Sure. And, yeah. Um, and that that dilemma is real. It does exist. Um, and I think it plays a part in a lot of the risk that gets taken on. Um, and you think about who's when I say contractors, who do you think of? Yeah. <clears throat> well, when I think of contractors, I think that there's two big groups, and that's, um, you know, the first group, for whatever reason, is uh, equipment, you know. And I think of two two sort of groups in the equipment group, tenders, water tenders, and dozers, uh, or other sort of miscellaneous big machines that move things, uh, but tenders and dozers, and then uh, type 2 hand crews is, are, the, are the groups sure. I think of. But there's... We could go on and on, right? There's all sorts of contractors or, yeah. or non-federal folks. Yeah, exactly. You know, people who are not part of that, um, kind of that group. Um, but with the contractors, it's unique because, because again, there's that the, the, the importance of that evaluation. And we understand the contracting systems have changed over years to try to account for some of these things. But perception is reality, right? <laughs> and if these folks have the perception or if they actually have a slide in their slide deck that says, hey, that one time I, I voiced up, I had a concern about this mission or whatever, and, and that div soup or that task force leader or whatever um, dinged me on my, on my evaluation and, you know, I went down to the bottom of the list or whatever the case is. Um, it's quite a thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's big and it just adds, it adds more nuance to this whole discussion of risk assessment or dialogue about what's worthwhile and what's not and sure. and, and I mean the reason it, it it's such a big deal to me is that we roll water tenders over on a regular basis we Basically. roll dozers over with yeah. some frequency uh, heavy equipment well. mm-hmm. it, and it pretty much do, it goes down the line from size the bigger you are the more often you roll Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens the, the big machines that we use are often contractors. And in some instances with heavy equipment anyway, we're using them um, in environments or, or we're actually using some of that equipment to, to do things that that equipment wasn't maybe necessarily designed for. Yep. Um, Last two seasons, I think, from region the, the northwest, we saw a number of cases where we had uh, – logging equipment that was maybe operating on slopes that uh you know folks were not exactly used to and uh we just we did it for a shift or two or three and we rolled a lot of equipment the last two summers up there oh yeah and it and it's not it'd be one thing if it was just it was just the equipment but we i mean people die yeah that's it's super scary yeah um and that that dilemma that whole um, having to to be really cautious about what others other groups, mainly federal folks, take for granted the ability to turn down an assignment. You right. Know what I mean, and and having that be taught as part of your your array of options or whatever is you know if you don't agree with something you don't think it's safe or you don't you feel like you don't have the skill set any of those things right you know because that's another reason to turn down assignments Uh, you know it's like you take a type two crew out that's kind of throw together and from different people you know how many times have you somebody said hey you guys feel comfortable doing this and you go 
no, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know my crew yet, or, you sure. know, at least you can have that dialogue. Um, there's all any number of reasons to turn down or adjust an assignment or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, if you're, if you're, uh, <laughs> contracted and, 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 and your work experience thus far is I sign on to do a job, you do the job, right? And if the job is driving up that sketchball road, hey, man, that's what you signed up for. Right. Um, and for a lot of folks, I think that's the world they come from. Sure. I don't know for sure, but. Um, yeah. The other thing that's kind of baked in there is this idea that if somebody's asking me to do something, you know, I'm not the division supervisor. I'm the, I'm the tender operator in this equation. And if somebody, a division supervisor, a task force, whatever, asks me to do something, well, that must mean that it's safe, air quotes, right? That they somehow have used, you know, some piece of their experience. Um, My overhead has used some piece of their uh, background, history, training, whatever, and they have determined it's okay for me to take this machine up there. Absolutely. You know? The the classic is heavy equipment, Bob. Right. Right? I mean. Exactly. Yeah. You don't. We've had instances where the heavy equipment operator assumes that a heavy equipment boss is is a, an operator themselves. Right. You know, and that makes intuitive sense if you're if you're new to our system. If you're like, going to ask me to do this, you must know what it's like to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Where, where the, the actual job of a heavy equipment boss is not operator. That's why there's a, you know, a difference. It's not a prerequisite to have run heavy equipment to, right to yeah there you know that that experience is that the fire experience is actually what that um um what expertise that person brings to the the position um for the most part uh but yeah we've had those those two confused and then the the heavy equipment boss saying well <laughs> i just assume that if you if you were willing to take it on then you obviously thought it was safe. Right. And the operator going, well, if you ask me to do it, you obviously think it's possible. Right. And then not having the dialogue, because we all do that. Right. You know? That's any relationship. Sure, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, Yeah, talk about another conversation for another day. But no, the, there's, an, there's an event here, and I've just pulled it up on the webpage, and we'll put a link in the uh, in the description of this podcast here. The Weezer Complex Dozer Rollover from 2013 oh. uh, ended up being a, a, a fireline fatality, and uh, it's a really well done report, FLA, and um, that sentiment that we were just talking about there was was expressed uh, really uh, precisely in this report. And again, we'll put a link to it, and you can you can read all about that and. Um, whether that's the contractor's dilemma that we're talking about here or not, it certainly illustrates this idea that, uh, you know, if we want to have an open, honest, mature discussion about risk and hazard out there on the fire line, we need to recognize that all of us out there have different pressures bearing down on us. Pressure, pressure to get a task book signed off, um, pressure to, <clears throat> to get 16s with H, uh, <laughs> pressure to get a good evaluation. Um, again, uh, in the in the case of the contractors, a good evaluation. In the case of the of the uh, the trainee, um, somebody who's from outside the area, et cetera. All these pressures, or uh, working towards a certification. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, type two trying to become type one. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Those are pressures. The, yep. And uh, there is no, uh, maybe there's no silver bullet solution for, you know, how to mitigate them, but being aware that they're present and they're probably always present, but with certain groups of folks, uh, they might be present more, more commonly. Um, and I think that's the, that's the point here. That's what we're trying to talk about today with, uh, with uh, you know, this particular contractor's dilemma. So what do you do differently now? I mean, what's, what was your lesson after, uh, you know, this was a couple years ago in Idaho. How do you handle how do you handle contractors? How do you handle folks from outside of the area? What do you do differently? What's your lesson? Um, well, specific to water tenders, because <laughs> for a while I was I was really focused on just that um, that group. I I don't um, tell them to go drive a road that we haven't gotten in my truck and and driven up myself. Uh, the very next fire that I went on after that, I. Um, I was just about to do it. I was going to ask somebody to go, and, and I thought of that, and I said, hey, let's, let's go take a ride, jump in my truck. And the, the, the tender, operator, tender operator in this instance was actually resistant to it. Hmm. They thought it was inefficient. Hmm. Let me get to work. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And right. I said, no. Yeah. I want to go take a look at this. Right. You work for me. Yes. For better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, dude. exactly. <laughs> Sucks for you, but uh, I'm in charge here, so. Um, um, and we jumped in the truck, and we yeah. drove up there, and lo and behold, we got to this point where it, there was uh, there was no turnaround spot. It was one of those point of no return type deals. Mm-hmm. And um, and we could we navigated in the truck. And we both came to the conclusion. We were just, uh, I said, man, what do you think? And he said, yeah, I'll take it back up there to that, to the, to the top. But I don't, I don't know about coming down this far. Um, and, and then we got with an engine and they said, oh yeah, we can actually just, um, run hose. And, and we figured out a way to, to get the job done. Um, but we didn't have to expose them to, to figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, scouting and it seems like a super simple lesson right you know scout where you're gonna go of course I mean, right. it makes perfect sense um, so much easier so often easier said than done though is the, is the bottom line it's um, it's an easy thing to skip exactly know, and there's, when there's a lot of momentum out there and there's an added layer of difficulty around that conversation I think when when it's a contractor yep you know what I mean and and even just with staffing yeah, a, a federal water tender probably has, you know, might be more likely to have a couple people on it. Sure. Yeah. Um, or they might just be more comfortable asking the green engine next to them, "Hey, can you tell me what's down there?" Right. You know, comfortable with the radio, whatever. Yep. Um, a bigger red card or a red card for that matter. I mean, plenty of our equipment operators have the bare necessity, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, our um, agency folks might have, you know certainly generally have more quals and experience um so yeah um, so anyway that's just specific to tender operators but then you know contractors in in general um <laughs> one thing i have started doing um and i don't know that it alleviates anything is um i hand out blank evals for me okay like when i first get there mm-hmm. i go here you go mm-hmm. here's here's an eval on my my supervisor's um address mm-hmm. it, just as a way to try and level the playing field yeah give, and, a, give a bunch of power away right there huh? <laughs> exactly because um and i've 
I've regretted it sometimes <laughs> because I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> we, had, we had some conflicts there. But I, I have heard that that leveling of the playing field, or it's not really level, but it still it makes a gesture. Hey, I understand um, the um, maybe I don't understand, but it just it's a gesture. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've, I've had people appreciate it. And then I've had other people that don't care. They just don't uh, don't fill it out. But I've had a lot of people fill it out, um, and in most cases, just give it right back to me. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so that's that's one thing I do specifically uh, with contractors. And then I ask them right up front, Hey, what what are your concerns in 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 regards to evals and stuff like that? What are right. You, Let's just talk about it. Just break that ice. Yeah. Because um, I got really upset on that on that same fire actually, <laughs> um, because uh, I had, I walked behind one of the crews and there there was trash. They had left some trash and it was very obviously from the crew. It's like Gatorade bottles and Skittles packets or whatever. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. And um, and I just went off on one of the on one of the end of shift things about how that was not something I wanted to see on my division. Mm-hmm. But then right after that, right after that, I went and I said, Hey man, this isn't, this isn't about your eval. I just don't want there to be <laughs> any more trash. And, and the, as soon as I brought it up and said, if once we remedy this, then I'm going to be that much more likely to give you a great eval. Sure. But in that moment, I just had to address it right there, right. and and then and then follow up right away to address right. the concerns about the the eval. Yeah. Um, man. So yeah, just putting it out there. Talk, talk, yeah. talk about the things that are, and think about what the tensions are for that other that other group. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what their pressures might be. Sure. That's great. There's a bunch of stuff there, and and so many of these things we deal with uh, come down to having a conversation. Uh, but before you have the conversation, being aware that these are pressures that folks might be dealing with. That's good stuff, Travis. Um, with that, we're gonna wrap it up for this podcast. Um, we're new to this podcast stuff. Tell us what you think in comments below. Are you a contractor? Have you been in that kind of situation before? Leave a comment. Uh, Tell us about your experience. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Send us a postcard. You can find contact information for Travis and I both at wildfirelessons.net. Look in the upper right-hand corner and click on the Contact Us button. Uh, You'll find our emails and our phone numbers there. Uh, You can get us uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube as well. Um, If you've got something you want us to chat about in another podcast, let us know in the comments below. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.